Good day, good morning, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. I'm very, very, very grateful for your time. It's been a long time. Shout out to the god Rakem, and we are back. The OG, the dynamic duo team of myself and the one, the Trap Lord Circuit. We are back, reunited, if only for a little while. We are doing it with all of this style. Today, well, not today. This happened a couple days ago. This actually happened before the Alaska Before You Die Comedy Fest. And because we were running into some production issues, it didn't get released before the podcast, which makes me a gigantic turd, a terrible friend, and a horrible podcast host. So, with that being said, any anxiety that you hear in the voice of Miss Cass Smiley regarding her comedy festival should be absolutely alleviated. It was a, it was a success. Um, a good time was had by it all, and I think that that's the important thing. Now, there's a whole lot of other things that she gets into in this uh, conversation that includes her polyamorous relationship and uh, stuff of that nature, which is really interesting now because I've got to go into the store to pick up some milk and some other stuff for the family, and I am going to be joined... Uh, by my son, and he's going to ask me what I mean by uh, polyamorous relationship, and then I've got to describe it to him because he's 13. I can't, like, lie to him. And another, some of you are going to be wondering, like, what are you doing going to the store getting milk? I thought you were supposed to be all woke. Why are you drinking milk? It's not for me. I got, I got, I got almond milk at the, at the house for, for my coffee and, and protein powder in the morning. This is for for the kids, I wouldn't, and not for me, but for them, that's on them. They know the risks. Well, some of them do. And, you know, as they get older, they'll figure it out. Or maybe mom will figure it out or we'll figure it out. I don't know. Or we won't. And we'll just keep going. Anyway, uh, I think that's kind of what, what Woke and Baked and I think the 5150 Modcast are, are kind of about. It's kind of about figuring it out. All right. So this podcast would not be possible at all with uh, a few people that I have to give some very significant shout outs to for their work behind the scenes uh, over the last month. Uh, my partner on this podcast, uh, Dave Buttonface, and the folks over at 5150 Vapes, um, another really solid supporter that I would not be able to, uh, to, to get through the day without is my good friend Brandon Miller and Iron Asylum Jim in Soldatna on KB Road. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them on the internet. You can find them on Instagram, which is a really good place to, to find them. You'll see some really cool, um, some really cool equipment. You'll find some really cool photos from people at the gym and the hard work that they're putting in. So if you are looking for a place to to physically kind of work and on better your life and and you're looking for a place to put in the work, that is a place that you can do that. They have really awesome treadmills. They've got assault runners. They've got rowers. They've got like those badass stairmasters that not like the like flippy floppy ones that uh, look like uh, like divers fins. Not that one, but the one with actual steps that move. All right. So enough about that. Oh, um, yeah, you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. All right. Thank you very much for your time. And uh, thank you to my son, who looks bored out of his mind. But uh, he's stuck here with me, and I got some dadding to do. All right, y'all have a great day, afternoon, whenever it is. All right, good day, good afternoon, good morning, good whenever it is you're listening. 
Thank you for listening. I apologize up front for the uh, not-so-awesome recording. We are doing this on a phone without the extra the extra microphone. But we are here with Cass Smiley. We are here with Dave Buttonface. It's not his real name. And uh, Cass's boyfriend, Eric. We're going to get to that. Ding-dong. By the way, it's very, it's very cool. Eric is wearing a Cass Smiley t-shirt. That's right. Which uh, He wears it all the time. I found this under all her bed. Time under her trundle bed when we changed the mattress out. Uh, I figure it works for us because if she ever wants to bring somebody else over, there's that extra bed that just slides right out. Yeah, I mean, three beds, really. Like, two beds for three people. It works out good. And whoever fucks me the least, like, whoever satisfies me the least gets to sleep on the bottom trundle bed. Right. I like you don't get to cuddle. Oh, no, yeah, you down there. <laughs> you down my feet. Like, like 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 the dog that yeah. shit on the floor, <laughs> except except you didn't help me finish. Right, so now you go down there, you selfish lover. You sleep down there. <laughs> That's not true. We don't do that. No, no, no. We're actually pretty pretty nice about it. I would say. Uh, and not many boys get to sleep in my trundle bed. It's a privilege and a, and a right, and you have to take it seriously. You have, There's a lot of suffering involved with the trundle bed. Seen, and, uh, he, it, he now has to wear your shirt to prove he did. Yeah, I know. Totally. It's like, I wrote this ride, I get to wear this shirt. <laughs> it's like a crappy Vegas, like... Uh, oh, shit, I, you finished the steak. <laughs> I, I slept on Cass Smiley's trundle bed, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. <laughs> I don't care what you say. This damn thing's comfortable yeah, as hell. Nice. It's well, a good-looking shirt. Thank you. Really. I designed them myself. When we were putting together merch for my uh, Hooker on Bernard tour, um, I went to Michael's and I bought some t-shirts and hand-pressed them myself and did all the screen printing. So it's like a sweet-ass six I'm trying to make t-shirt. it straight so the people you know listening can see it. It's really good. It's, which is really important because all of the people that are at home watching on their smartphones. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm envisioning you sitting there pulling your shirt straight. Yes. Oh, by the like, way, it's a great looking picture. Well, just so the they way. know, we're standing outside Coots the other night and someone looks at his shirt and goes, oh, who's that? This chick's hot. And then he's like, oh, that's her. And I was like, yeah, me. Hot. That's right. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. So you got it right. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's good times. T-shirts and all. What were we talking about? Uh, uh, we were talking about trundle beds. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. It's like we were alluding to the fact that we're polyamorous, so we have multiple partners. And so it's weird when you uh, don't have a luxurious bedroom and a house to take people back to. So it's like, hey, you want to come over to uh, my trundle bed and my grandma's spare bedroom? <laughs> Shh. Don't. Don't make any noise. <laughs> you don't. You don't want to. You don't want to wake up the uh, the nice lady that that owns the house. Yeah, absolutely not. She's no. a very nice lady. She she's actually bills. making us soup right now. Back in back at home. That's true. So. Yeah, she called and she was like, "We're making you soup, so when you come home, you have something to eat." It's like she's like our mom. So it's weird. Solid. Well, not totally. my mom because that would be a little weird. That's oh no, she's beyond totally what like we're into. Oh, yeah, no, I'm glad that in a polyamorous relationship, you're still setting up limits and, and guidelines and boundaries. That is a, a limit in my poly. Please don't fuck my mom. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's rule number two. Not forbidden. Just frowned upon. I like how that's rule number two. Yeah. Rule number one. Not number rule, one. Rule number no one is no kissing fucking. on the mouth. <laughs> rule number two, don't fuck my mom. That's very simple. Yeah. Rule number it. three, there are no other rules. That's it. Those are the only rules. Rule number three, rules. repeat one and two. Don't forget those. Don't forget them. No, I would say it's actually really quite structured compared to what I think a lot of people's perception of a polyamorous relationship is, where they think, oh, so you just fuck whoever you want, whenever you want. It's like, well, no, I mean, 
Yeah, yeah well, that, yes. That might be ideal in some scenario, but you know, you really have to take a minute to actually discuss things on a deeper level and realize, you know, I'm not just gonna jump into bed with someone because they want they want to have sex. You know, I do do I like them? Are they an asshole? Because one of my biggest rules has always been I don't want to sleep with somebody who's an asshole. Of course, yeah. she is the uh, exception to uh, that yeah, rule. Yeah, it's true. So, I'm an asshole for a living. She's I'm a my favorite asshole. kind of asshole. Yeah. It's every, well, well, eh. it's true. I, I have a hard time <laughs> believing that that's your favorite kind of asshole. I just well, okay. call me. <laughs> I just, I don't want to see, I just going out on a limb here and just saying that like, there are all kinds of assholes and yeah, I'm not saying that Cass is, and, and, after and I mean, it's like, after a bleached asshole, she is my favorite kind. <laughs> you know, you don't like, like a little bit of like residual stain there to let you know it's been used. You don't want to like look at it and think that's fresh. You know, it's attached to a 30 year old. I don't Or care. not. I don't um, care. 30, 38. 30, 47? But, the, but, but with the bleach... It's just, just the number. You're you're right, but... Okay, but Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I went... I went oh, but he went old. But he went... But he went the opposite. Like, he, he wasn't like... Yeah, like, nope. Yeah. R. Kelly. He wasn't like R. Kelly married to, like, Aaliyah age is just a number. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. He was like fucking well, uh, Betty cool. White <laughs> age is just a number. Age may just That's be a true. number, but he's also probably trapped also in Also my celebrity crush, Betty White, Is a midget... <laughs> there, there's there's Tom Cruise and John Travolta, <laughs> yeah. and we're all in the closet. Too many, yeah, too topical. But I agree. I think you're right when you say it's more structured because I think there's this expectation that everybody's out there fucking all the time, which is maybe true. For, well, but that's, yeah. that's when it gets hectic, and it probably won't work then. And then you're like, oh, this poly thing is bullshit. No, you're not disciplined enough to make it work. So I don't know. I would never thought I could have done anything like that because I'm very controlling and possessive and like in a lot of attention <laughs> and I'm like uh, uh, I have abandonment issues in my past like in my like in my family life so I never thought I'd be able to like have a multiple relationship but it's nice to be like uh, oh yeah I you go over there and do that while I'm over here doing this and have space and then you come back it's like a interwoven you know you can't see what I'm doing with my hands right now but they're doing cool they're interwoven it's it's kind of like a DNA double helix yeah, but using fingers yeah. 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 and then I'll try to do the cool rave, that rave thing where it's like <laughs> yeah. I have white gloves on right now and there was all there was a bunch of ecstasy Vicks Vapor Rub everywhere oh gosh is that a thing with, with, uh, with it was when I was around the rave scene it was like you put on your white gloves and then you dip your white gloves in Vicks Vapor Rub and you'd walk up to people and like put it in their face because while you're like rolling really hard like the smell of the Vicks kind of gives you like the vapors and then it makes your head like spin and then you could put it on the inside of like a, a mask. So sometimes you see people like so really dancing what, and they have those little master bandanas on because they're just like huffing Vicks Vapor Rub and other solvents. I just I just assumed that they were going to a riot. Right. And they're like, I don't want anyone to see me. Like, yeah. I like uh, EDM and I'm also Antifa. Yeah. I, I, like, I don't like shirts. I like Jinkos and I like setting cop cars on fire. Guilty. I, that was me in the 90s, late 90s. I had Jinkos and I like to set fires to things. Jinkos are going to come back right now. I hope so. They're they really cool. They just reopened their facility and they're mass producing jeans and I guess it's a new fad. I saw that a few it years ago. so happy. Name another jean company where they made pockets where you could stick a baseball bat in your pocket. Uh, and okay. There. Yeah, so, no, yeah. Yeah. No one would even know. Yeah. You can sneak so, into the so with like a 2-liter bottle. Cross Colors. I don't know if you remember Cross Colors from the 90s. Yeah. They were kind of an urban clothing line. Yeah. If, you, if you 
They made very baggy clothes with gigantic pockets. Another oh. one is uh, State Property, which is the clothing line that came from um, Beanie Siegel of uh, well, State Property fame. It was attached to Rockefeller in the early two oh, thousands. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it was like an offshoot of, of Jay Z's Rockaware. Yeah. Uh, well, it was all it was all kind of the same thing. But inside of like uh, like his these State Property clothes were places where you could hide stash the package. Oh, yeah. Nice. So there were stat like there were built in stash pocket oh. kits. For the purpose of not getting arrested yeah. with your shit on you. That's so cool. so yeah, there's so Jinkos would allow you to smuggle food and stuff into the movies. State property would allow you to bring cocaine on an airplane. Yeah, I saw there was like some skater shoes that were like stash shoes that had like secret pockets or like in little uh, in the back, yeah. Like kangaroos for grown ups. So even if they were like searched, <laughs> they took your shoe off and probably wouldn't find it. I thought that was cool. Just less mucus though, right? <laughs> Maybe. Those pockets are quite full of like a warm. Oh, that's gooey. right. Yeah, yeah. Marsupial pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, I meant kangaroos, not, the shoes. Not, oh, like the kids' shoes with oh, little pockets <laughs> in them. We were talking about wearing kangaroos. <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, whatever. You know, there was a I, there was I, a kangaroo that attacked a hang glider. I, I a couple do not endorse wearing kangaroos. <laughs> no, I mean, I I think I think that that was a scene in in a. Uh, in in a oh good we're still we're, we're recording I'm glad I heard an audio record. on it we all fucked up when we were but um on kangaroo <laughs> well it was uh shit it was uh, Ace Ventura wasn't uh, it didn't he well, get like yeah, the pouch the, the Sim- he got into a pouch yeah, he got into a simium the Simpsons is all about like that episode where Burns makes the best out of the like the the ape but the he has all the puppies yep. it's like the tw- the one hundred and one Dalmatians episode I'm pretty sure they talk about killing kangaroos in that what are we talking about I don't know. We've got sidetracked because we were talking about shoes. And stashing drugs. Yeah. Yes. That's the thing. It's important. You got to know where to put... Like, I used to have, like, false candles or, like, fake Coke cans back when uh, you always had to hide everything all the time, everywhere. I'm stashed. But we were just saying, like, I remember back in the days, like, uh, you you didn't get to always choose your strain of marijuana. You just got what was given to you. And uh, I was saying, like, I I, I miss the days where my weed uh, tastes like it had been held in a stripper's purse. You know, like that perfumey, like awesome smell. Like somebody had like a bunch of like drugs in their drug bag and then also like a bottle of perfume and just had been riding around in there for like a week. And you could, it's got glitter on it. And you're like, wow, this is fun and sad. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to burn my lungs. Yay. Yay. Oh, I missed that. So whenever I get a strain that tastes like, I'm like, ooh, nostalgia. I found a, I found a really old bag of weed under my sink the other day. Because, yeah. It's a weird place to put your weed. It, in, in my bathroom sink? Under my bathroom sink? I've hidden weed under sinks before. Why? On, at a, well, because I didn't want it in my car. I was dating someone that didn't want me smoking weed, so I went to uh, my local bar, which is probably one of the grossest dive bars in town, and stuck the weed underneath the uh, the the urinal actually, because there was a hollow, there was a little hollowed out spot in there, and I was like, "This will be good here." Okay, no, wait, under, wait, wait, under what circumstances <laughs> were you were you spending enough time around the urinal to figure out where the stash spot well, was? was. There's those- a hollow. There's a hollow. So. It was one of those trough urinals, you know, it was long and it was, it was uh, ceramic, so I could see there was a curvature to it. I was like, I could hide something there's under like there under butter. like, yeah, there's a lip, you know, with like some, some I don't know, some rusty pipes. I don't know. I, I feel like you could have gone down there with like some clear, some Clorox wipes and well, you I'm probably like, would have come up, you probably would have come back with like uh, some other stuff that people stashed under there. in a bag. I wasn't, you know, risking oh, right. just stuffing it's buds like, up there. Just, just... <laughs> 
I yeah, I don't blame you. Um, I've never. Why are you stashing your weed like an Italian gangster stashes a gun? In a, yeah, like, you know, like, like, like yeah, like I saw that in Godfather when leave, Michael leave killed the, the weed, the, take that's the cannoli. Probably an inspiration. <laughs> yeah, weird. It could be. Excuse me, I, I had go to the water closet so. to get to my marijuana. That's strange. Did it taste weird? No, it was double bagged. Right, no, no, fine. I'm floating hot. No, I got it out the protection. I got it out the next day. It's not like I was keeping it there for the weekend. Double like standards. Wait, wait, where were you in in the world where you had to stash your weed at the dive bars? Is this still in Alaska? Or like, yeah, no, I there was in I what was, year? Is this the '90s or something? Where no, like you go to prison for pot? This was like 2013, probably. I was with a strict girlfriend who didn't approve of the marijuana. So you. So Oh, I'm to, so sorry. I That's so much work. worse. Well, yeah. So yeah. your girlfriend wants you hit it at the dive bar bathroom. Uh huh. There was no other options in the whole world. <laughs> there were other. There are plenty of other options, but That's usually the one that was it involved, most appealing. Usually it involved rolling it into a ball and throwing it out the window on the highway in high Wait speeds and hoping you can find it again later. That's ridiculous. You have any idea how many pipes I've thrown out doing 65 down the Stewart <laughs> Highway? Go back in the spring. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even break. Well, it's really one of the things that people have to to give credit to is those those cheap Chinese uh, glass pipes. Yes. They don't break very well. You can even throw them at a wall. They don't break when you throw them hard. If you drop it softly on carpet, it shatters every time. <laughs> oh gosh, that's yeah, true. that's a yeah. Oh my gosh, you can throw it across a parking lot, bounce off three buildings, fine. You drop it on a pillow in the middle of your floor, and it shatters in pieces. And that's how you die. You got an infection, a cut. It's fucking terrible. Get bored, you some super glue. I can fix it. I can, I can fix this. That's how you got lung cancer. Aww. Nothing like a staph infection of the neck. Uh, uh. Oh, speaking of staph infections of the neck, um, has anyone else been paying attention to Governor Dunleavy's proposed education cuts? Yes, mm. I have. Uh, um, oh, yeah. It's a lot of a lot of those cuts. The proposals here are really funny because there's like they would, and I say funny like not funny at all. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> shit. Uh, we're Your talking. Wife's to, a teacher. My wife's a teacher. I've got kids in the school. This is great. Yeah. So. We're talking about closing schools. We're talking as it gets even better. Forty kids in a high, like in a yeah. class. I don't know if you've seen Dangerous Minds. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was, but it's going to turn gonna out be creating a lot of Michael Rappaport. Yes. <laughs> well, that was higher learning. Oh, well, that's higher learning. Damn it! But you know what we're talking about? But, School shooters, same yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, there was a guy who got shot, and yeah, people are just getting shot all oh, over the place. Oh, and then not to mention that, like, when you're putting these kids through these 40-kid-plus portable building schools, because they're not going to build any new schools, just keep you in the portables, stack it full of 40 kids, oh, yeah. and then make you work really hard so that when you can get to UAA or UAF, all your courses are cut and you lose accreditation, and, like, they close <laughs> your college no. campuses. Oh, we're going dark. To be fair, they only cut... 
cut the uh, certification of UAA. Well, here's where it gets great. We can still go down to the panhandle. No, 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 no. When Dunleavy's proposed cuts, like all the entire UAA, which includes UAA, that entire school structure system will lose so much funding, it will be forced to cut campuses, close classes, cut by our teachers. It will affect every single campus in the state of Alaska. Eagle River has opted not to renew their lease. Yep, that's been Um, there since I've been alive. That's cool. Yeah, so we're we're looking at at full campuses closing down. One of the things that is uh, that I heard was uh, the Kachemak Bay uh, campus, which would would close down. Personally, I'm going to school right now on my GI Bill, and I know there are a lot of other folks that are going to school on their GI Bill. But if you're talking about closing it, closing campuses, you're talking about closing down people's people's access to education. Yeah, totally. Now. Eagle River has already lost their fucking yeah, was their high school. school. We lost two schools. It, yeah. was a, it was a middle school and an elementary school. And then they were talking about Earthquake. closing them completely. And then they were like, nah, well, maybe we can rebuild them. And now they're just kind of kind of like, just, you know, putty them back together. I know one of the big things down here that make this town mad is in the budget cuts includes cutting all sports. Right. They tried to do that when I was in high school, They but they would pick certain ones that seemed inconsequential. They'd keep, like, cheerleading and football and all the oh, ones no. that would make them money. But all the ones, like, you know, uh, swimming, diving, arts, and, and like, different uh, d- debates, drama, forensics, like, all the shit that I would do as a kid. I yeah. I but was they, on all those teams. They tried to cut them, and I went to protest, and we got the funding back. But. They said that they're going to have to cut all sports, including football and cheerleading, from the entire Kenai Peninsula Borough. That's insane and I'm thinking, okay, kids are at school. You're pissed off all day. You get out, you go to play football, and you hit your friend real hard. Get your anger out. You're now cutting that option away and putting more kids crammed into a little tiny building and think this is going to be great. Right. We need to film those classrooms for videos for YouTube well, and, and argu- make some money back. Right, and arguably the reason why extracurricular sports and extracurricular activities exist are because they need kids to engage in those things so they don't go engaging in, like, crime and just typical, like, douchebaggery, like, you know, keeping kids off the streets. It's like, you know. Well, there's leadership. (laughs) I mean, the sports are going to, and and these clubs are going to teach kids leadership qualities, things that they're going to use in, like, teamwork, uh, networking skills, how to make friends, because, and and then the idea that we're going to go through a more virtual education system where it's kids in front of tablets learning by Mm -hmm. fucking YouTube video. I think it's already gone that way. It's pretty dangerous. It's it's absolutely dangerous, but it's not going to make it any safer. It's not going to make it any better. What that that adult in the classroom is just going to be there to babysit the kid that's being brainwashed by the machine that's being programmed by a fucking multi-billion dollar uh, industry that is being paid to teach them fucking lies. But there has to be at least one adult in the room because who else is going to handle the gun? <laughs> True. So. And and who is and who is going to have sex with the students? Right, exactly. We need those female Okay, time out. When I was in school, where was that at? <laughs> oh, well, okay, to be fair, Dave, what sports did you play <laughs> in high school? Uh, yeah. All right. Basketball. Basketball. Ba- Dave, you're 5'6". You weren't the stud basketball player. Maybe on the middle school team. I shot threes all day. Okay. I can shoot the ball. I, I just can't do I, I, I hit threes. I just, I, I just can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Up until my car accident, I was 6'2". I was a lot in high school, damn it. Dave, okay, to be fair, Dave was in a, a terrible car accident, and he lost six inches in uh, both of his legs. So he used to be a lot taller. He's kind of like... Uh, like uh, uh, Cotton Hill, like in after uh, after uh, South Korea. Okay. When oh, he when sure. he. Hey, yeah. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Okay, solid, yeah. solid. That works, I guess. 
Huh? What kind of accident was it in though? Huh? What kind of accident was it? A car? Yeah. It was. Uh, what happened? <laughs> so I you, guess you what... were driving and then you just smashed into another car and your it's like you didn't lose the, your ankles just kind of got smashed in six inches like it just like it's an accordion like your bones just kind of like. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, like a fake oh, ankle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See. Worst part about my fake ankle is being recalled. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> gotta no. the mail. I'm like, I've had my car parts recalled. I've had parts <laughs> of my TVs recalled. They're recalling my body part. I'm like, this is fucked. Oh, no, it's <laughs> awful. Oh, no. It's fucking great. That's great. <laughs> you know, you should be able to... Get an upgrade. You should be able to sue your parents for not, you know, birthing you with an ankle that was sue strong. my mom? Yeah. And take what some debt from her? Right, yeah. She lives on those couches, man. Oh. So, so, so she can move back in with you? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy her a trundle bed at my aunt's house. <laughs> trundle bed, your mommy gave it so many three ways. Dude. So many three ways. Jesus. Yeah. Like you got already. Take it from me. <laughs> so now that I know that you guys are in a polyamorous relationship, it takes the sting out of the question, is it oh. awkward dating a woman who's known professionally as the hooker on Spinard? <laughs> yeah, not really, because I, I never... <laughs> I think I think for me that like, that know. was way before I came along and knew her. So I I just saw that and I was like, hey, there's a funny person. I like people that are funny. So you're just get you're just reaping the rewards of of that time of her life, right? Yeah, like the season, yeah. like I'm, the years of experience. You're yeah, basically it's basically like you're dating a chef. I'm a well, <laughs> like I'm someone who used to be a chef. Okay, well now you're going places because that was He's what my last my last girlfriend was a chef actually, and so now I am. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I. Yeah, I'm you know I'm just leaching off of her, learning how to be funny because I He's wasn't ever very good at it. A couple times. Oh God, let's not bring I that disaster up. Yeah, reasons. of course you would. <laughs> but no, but you're I'm also a terrible very, joke teller. That's not true. You're also very genuinely funny. <clears throat> this morning you made a joke so fucking funny it crippled me. It physically <clears throat> took me down it it, it, into a crumpled pile on the bathroom it floor, laughing naked in a pile. I was so. Was it his joke? You're right. No, it wasn't joke. It wasn't the sex that we just had in the shower. It was. It might have been all. There wasn't the sex that left her on the floor no, no, it was no. the in a, like a like a dirty pile of clothes that's exactly what it looked like <laughs> but it was the joke that well, we were listening. It was a combo to, of all three. Yeah. Well, no, we were listening to some music and we we're banging to that, and it was that <laughs> Nicki Minaj song. Yes. I don't and know then I was like, well, "No, this was isn't the, the song I thought." And then I was like, "Well, I put on." So I put on Nicki Minaj. I endorse these strippers. Yeah. And so then he's listening to it. and He's like, "Okay, I got it." So then he basically rewrites the entire song. And so instead of "I endorse these strippers," "I endorse these strippers," he's like, "Someone could really use this as like a campaign slogan. Like if they were running for like serious office, like if you were running for like the education board, you'd be like, "I endorse these children." I is fucking it. Endorse it now, children. not so funny. At the time, <laughs> I died. Died. Oh, so you're in the shower banging and he's an endorsement. No, no, no. That was after. Was after. <laughs> was after the coitus. I'm not letting is, jokes happen is, while there's a penis inside. This is post coitus. That's, that's that's when Cass is serious. That's for a hot minute. Yeah. Right. True. Right. Well, if I if your dick's inside me and you make me laugh, I'll probably like convul. I'm gonna constrict and you're gonna get hurt. So oh, I yeah. just I don't recommend yeah, it. It I, is kind I, of like a trap. The I, teeth come out. And yeah. Then you're vagina locked. dentata, and then you're trapped. <laughs> It's kind it's of like, the, it's yeah. the death kegel, the deagle. <laughs> right, the right, kegel. right. Yeah, I make men 
maybe. A Chinese finger trap, man. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you could call it that. <laughs> not like... very Chinese, but. <laughs> oh. But yeah, the did your but how how did your mom feel when she found out I was a hooker on Spinard? I don't know that she knows about that well, part of your she's life. Googled you're not a real hooker on Spinard. No, it's just I'm a not. title of a thing. Like, or was it? These... <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, was it that the period of her life? <laughs> Actually, that's how we really met. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. If so, then you forgot to pay me. Well, you well you ended up stopping me and offering me money, I believe, is what happened. That sounds right. Uh, we had sex once on a bear rug. That was pretty, like, on a dead bear. That was good. We That's... never had the opportunity to have sex on a dead bear. Was it the rug or was it just a full bear dead? It was, was a full it's bear. Been de- it's only been dead for three hours. Dead on the floor. Yeah, it wasn't the actual bear. coming back. No. This was just the skin of a uh, bear that I killed. So yeah. you killed it? Yeah. Oh, that's even fun. That's cool. Well, right. and he's big, that's... too. It's a nine-foot grizzly. Oh, nice. You, okay, so, yeah, if you have the opportunity... <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you have the opportunity to have sex on a bearskin rug that was shot by the person that killed the bear, you should do it. I just think, it's, do, it's, I think a, it's the only way you should do it. The animal comes out. I'm just going to tell you right now. If you, <laughs> if you tune into that bear. Bill, don't borrow his bear rug. Here's my question. Uh, how, how often has that worked for you in the past? Every time. The great thing is when you're doing it, you can grab that bear and then it's like you're fucking the bear. It's, it just uh, makes it that much. <laughs> yeah, it's like I was growling. All right, wait, what? Some, or is that like, from Super Troopers? That's sometimes you got to just oh, grab. Yes. I don't know. I was going to. Talk about fucking it, bears, but it, I don't know. Shout out, shout out to Bear Force One, the yeah. chubby, you can't uh, not do Norwegian it. or Swedish singers who Bear Force One. If you're gonna be a yeah. bear, be a grizzly. <laughs> yeah. So if you're at a if you're at a computer right now, um, be sure to look up Bear Force One. Make sure you have lots of people around you and that you're at work. <laughs> bear Force One is a group of bears, not not like not like furry bears that live in oh. the woods. Oh, they're furry. Okay. They they're they're the furry. Woods. They're pretty furry. They, they, they you know what? I think they're from Sweden. They probably live in the woods. Yeah, so right. yeah, but uh, be sure to be sure to check out Bear Fo- Bear Force One. They're um, that sounds pretty good. So how do you dry clean? Your bear rug. He doesn't. No, I no know. it he, just smells like accumulated vagina. Yeah, he was like, all every time, all the time. And then I was like, yeesh, how many? That's a, you might want to consider getting you a new rug. <laughs> He's like, Patreon, go hunt. Yeah. You go shoot a bear. Yeah, we're going to do all that. Cat's like, fuck it, shoot the neighbor dog, lay it out. All right, so let's <laughs> so let's get to why you're really here, which isn't about to talk about why, sex on bears. I'm here to pick up some drugs. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> which is not wrong. Not the bait shop people. No, 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 and they're not no. drugs. It's medicine. Um, no, but let's talk. Well, let's talk about AK before you die. Sure. All right, so let's. How did this come about? And what okay. is, first off, what is it? Alaska Before You Die Comedy Festival dot com. Uh, you can go check it out. It's basically a six day comedy extravaganza. We have uh, six different headliners coming up from all over the country: Kyle Kinane, Jessica Michelle Singleton, Derek Sheen, Brett Erickson, Andy Andrus from the Unbookables, and this thing called the Gateway Show, which is basically like a weed related comedy show where they do. Uh, two sets so you do one set sober and then everyone goes out and has an intermission and everyone gets real baked and they come back and they do one set super duper high and you see how dumb everybody is it's <laughs> so funny it's a national thing that tours all across the west coast and so if the Anchorage show goes good they want to put us on like their tour stop so we'll be like a thing that they add to our rotation and stuff 
I would like it to go really well. And I Me would like too. To come down to Kenai. Yeah, that would be that. great. Be lots of fun. And we they were just talking about that on the drive down. About, yeah, eventually, about like next year, going. we want to do like more satellite stuff. Try to like incorporate because we love coming down here and we want our comics to come and visit too. It's just like this year was so. It's my first year producing something this big, so I didn't know how uh, big to make it. And then it's like you know, I thought I invited fifty people, thinking half would say no or half would be like, I can't make it. And nobody said no. So then I was like, shit, now I got 50 people coming. And they're all flying here. And I was like, oh, goddamn. So then three people eventually dropped, but, like, that's it. And now I got to build these shows. So I built 18 shows. There's three live podcasts. One's called Weed and Grub, which is, like, a guy and his girlfriend, uh, Mike Glazer and uh, Mary Jane Gibson. Their podcast has been acclaimed. You gotta, If you like Weed at all, go check it out. It's been featured in High Times, Rolling Stone Magazine. It was on Rup Rocks. Um, Glazed is his one-man show. It's all about weed. Basically, they go city to city, and they, like, they're weed connoisseurs, and then they do food, too, so they stop, and they get, like, weed and food in every town, and they, like, talk. The last person they had on their podcast was Rachel True from The Craft, and I was like, what? And they were talking about uh, coming up to Alaska, and they're really stoked, so then I got This Is Rad podcast and a film festival, um, improv, everything, clean comedy, dirty comedy. We're going to do, like, late-night Dirty Bird sets where it's just X-rated, like, the filthiest of the filthy and then uh, it's just a bunch of after parties, and it's going to be a lot of craziness. Like six days nonstop, I'm going to be very, very tired. So what are some of the venues you have? So it's primarily at Coots. Coots is like the home base because that's where I've been doing comedy. Uh, the nine, This is my nine-year comedy anniversary coming up. So uh, Coots mostly, and then we also have the Whale's Tale, the Hard Rock Cafe. Um, shit, what am I going like? Oh, the Alaska Experience Theater and uh 49 state brewing company are also involved so there's going to be uh five different venues 18 shows I mean, there's like two or three shows a day some so you can go to like alaska com- uh, alaska before you die comedyfest.com and there's a whole schedule ticket links all that shit tickets at the door i brought you guys some passes so if you guys want to make the drive up you can there's still tons of tickets available and a lot of it goes to like help support the covenant house which is a uh uh, Alaskan charity that helps support like uh, at-risk youth who are like in transitioning between houses maybe they're transitioning between like genders and they've been kicked out of their house so like now they're living within the covenant house system so it's kind of like a uh, it's a safe place it's a for bo- kids yeah and I always think of it as like kind of like voluntary foster care so it's like so, something like that they can go in and out and they we got to meet some of the kids and they're super cool so we have a list of things that they need and we're like soliciting donations and uh, all that good stuff so I'm really stoked about all the shows. So do you have a link for the Covenant House? I do, yeah. It's like on all of our social media stuff. So if you go to our Facebook page, you can you can click into that. And then I'll have like a donation box at every door. And a lot of the shows specifically say like in the information, which shows if you buy a ticket for this, it goes straight to the charity. So What show, if someone wanted the most fucked up, twisted humor, what show would you say they have to be at? Okay. Why would you even ask that question? Because I'm... I was going to ask that question. (laughs) I got the easy answer. Without a doubt, hands down, you got to go see Andy Andrist. Andy Andrist is Doug Stanhope's favorite comic. So if you know anything about comedy, you know Doug Stanhope is like... He's out there. Um, he's he's, uh, he's, a, he's he's on the Holy Grail, you know. He's up there. He is. Uh, he is. He is. Uh, anytime I see someone in a in a MAGA hat, I get upset because Doug Stanhope has been here since at least I don't know. Fuck. Ever. It, yeah, he signed the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> he's on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> he smoked so many cigarettes that he's actually immortal. Yeah. I, I've right. heard that. And then he tried to quit smoking and it almost kneecapped him. And then he had to go back to smoking. It's like one of those things. But uh, his favorite comic is Andy Andrus. It's like they're best buddies. And Andy's real fucked up. He's just, 
crazy. Like Andy kind of fell into my lap too. Like I love him, and but he wasn't somebody I would normally book because I know he's a handful. And this is my first festival, so I can't really babysit someone who is high intensity. But like he's got fucking crazy good, just like cutting jokes on like commentary in American society. He was uh, molested at a really young age. And so he's been dealing with all that trauma. So it comes out in these really dark manifested ways in his comedy. And then him and Doug Stanhope and Paul Provenza, who is an amazing comic slash producer from Las Vegas are working on putting it all together in a documentary that's going to be coming out soon where he actually goes to confront his abuser. And it's going to be, it's amazing. Like the guy's story is like crazy. And it's just one of the lesser known um, comics out there but it's just like if you're looking for like a really dark crazy fun creepy ride and then somebody you can probably go like smoke spot and go find some hookers with after the show that's Andy Andrus <laughs> I mean I'm, that sounds like a great night Bill. yeah for sure <laughs> what what night is that that's uh, he's on t- he's gonna be on two different shows he's on a show called The Unbookables with him and Brett Erickson another one of Doug Stanhope's buddies you can catch him on the Doug Stanhope podcast uh, he works also at the comedy store running all the comedy store podcasts now and he's just super amazing so The Unbookables is Wednesday night April 3rd at Coots at 9 p.m. And it's only 20 bucks, so it's $10 a headliner, plus you get two other really amazing comics, John Mink and John Norris, who's local. And then I heard there might be some special guests from the Doug Sandhill podcast that pop in. So I'm really excited they might come in and cut a podcast, and it's going to be bananas. Are well, you performing on any of these nights? I'm going to be hosting the Kyle Kinane shows on Saturday, April 6th, and then I'll be in and out. There's going to be a lot of shows that I'm going to be producing. So, But I, I was supposed to host this one, but so many people have like wanted to be involved that they've been like, please let me do it. So I'm kind of just uh, letting go of some stuff and just trying to produce some, some things. Well, going back to performing, um, do you prefer hosting or do you prefer, prefer being one of the acts or the headliner? Like, How do you... For you, what is the preference? Because it depends on the gig. Like I, like if we're going out of town somewhere, like I'd rather be the headliner and do like the full block of time because I know I can, and some local comics don't have that much time or they're not as used to it. So sometimes I fall into that default role, and then a lot of times, like if I'm in town, I just kind of want to be one of the guys so I can sit back at the table and watch the show, go up, do my five eight minutes, and then kick back, eat my chicken wings, and go home. And then some nights, you know, you have to be the host and you got to run the show and it sucks because you got to be there the whole time, make sure everybody gets up and it's just a lot of responsibility. I'm okay at hosting. It's not my favorite thing, but um, the festival is like my baby. I produced it and I, my goal is to be at every single show and make sure that everything goes smoothly. And then, uh, you know, you can't, I built this giant mountain. So luckily the AK comics are like a super cool team of people. And then I got like you guys helping me, you know, I get the community is good. Everybody's kind of supporting me, which is nice. And I got a lot of businesses that bought in a lot of sponsors that are kicking in some stuff. And and what are their names? Yeah. Tons of them. Really? Okay. So here we go. Uh, Coots is a big sponsor. Uh, Great Land Adventures is amazing. They're donating like a bunch of sightseeing time. They're one of the best sightseeing tours in the world. If you want to go see Alaska and you're not from here, Great Land Adventures will hook you up. They'll take you to go see Aurora, go see glaciers, whatever you want to do. The Alaska Wildlife Conservation Center is giving us a trip to go see their buffalo and stuff for free. They're hooking our comics up with like sightseeing so we can go by, see by Whittier. Yeah, go see the bears. Okay, stuff. so I go out there with uh, so with dope. my kids. It's a it's super yeah. dope. And they got yeah. elk and moose and all that shit. Okay, they got cool. bears. Yeah, fucking bears. I'm stoked about it because like some of the comics have never seen any animals like that. They're from like New York City or whatever. I got three of the five boroughs from New York being represented at the festival. So. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, who else we got? Alaskan Leaf and Great Land Ganja are two amazing cannabis sponsors. They uh, are helping out with like um, some of the swag details and just making sure our comics are set up to have a good time while they're in town. Jameson Irish Whiskey is a sponsor. Permafrost. Uh, just Permafrost. Just, just yes, on. that's so exciting because like it's so many 
good local businesses and just like people who are like willing to help and be a part of a thing even though they have no idea what the thing is yet because yeah. it hasn't happened yet it's like the first time it's ever gone down it's the first of its kind it's Anchorage's you have to sponsor first. the event to know what's in it okay well so. well and then every sponsor gets like passes so everybody gets tickets you know and then they can come see any show they want so it's essentially a nice way to buy into a community event that helps in a covenant house too it's just Easy peasy. Green Connection, there's another sponsor that's a lighting company. They do like indoor exterior plants. Cool. Just so they just wanted to be part of, part of the deal, watch some comedy shows. Cool. One of the things I, I talk to sponsors about, um, and, and when I'm when I'm plugging whatever event we're doing, is that for that night, like whatever you're you're contributing to the kitty, my job is just to make sure that you have the best time possible. Yeah. So if you're if you're giving me X amount of dollars so that I can provide an event to people at a more affordable cost, uh, you know, something that people can go to, then it's how do I, you know, like when those sponsors come, making sure that I'm like catering to them. And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, I mean, I, I hate to say you got to kiss some ass, but you got to, you have to make things happen for people in order to make things happen for yourself. Well, I agree. And then I've got I'm put in this position, unfortunately, where like some sponsor things are beyond my control. So I had some sponsors who were really gung ho and then maybe they went over their like projections and they had a slow quarter and they couldn't really commit to me the full value what they needed. So, you know, I planned to, you know, this specific budget and then all of a sudden some of that money gets yanked away and then I've got to supplement that. So it's just one a life learning lesson of like how to use the community to help uh, with this like giant event so that it's not all, all the burdens not on you financially. Although like it's my baby. So I'm, I'm financing it from the ground up and they're trying to pay everybody and make sure everybody has a good time. It is a lot to juggle. I'm surprised that I'm still... <laughs> I'm running on like THC, CBDs, and caffeine at this moment. Also, so. some sugar from the donuts. We just oh finished. yeah, we had some moose, moose, moose on the loose donuts. Moose is loose. Moose is loose. Yeah, it was uh, good. I insisted upon it. It's too good. It's amazing. They they don't make small little little you know diet donuts either. No. It's like oh you want a donut? Foot <laughs> round donut. You're like fuck you. Yeah. We had one of those like sour cream dough donut ones. And oh, it was like oh. oh, it was the best one. And then I went back for more, and like literally ten minutes later, they're all gone. Like someone had bought them all. Like it was like the best secret in town. <laughs> Apparently, that's what I get for being an outsider. I don't know. Yeah, no. you, you never get just one. Don't know you never never get here. just one. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's a it's gonna be a, a big, huge party, and I'm I'm outsourcing some of the partying too because I'm not one of those late night party animals. I go home and watch Letter Kenny in my bed and eat snacks. Keep hearing about that show everywhere I go. You have to if I've you. Never... I think all Alaskans should give it a shot because it's like we're so can, can, Canada adjacent that it's it's an easy watch for us. It's a Canadian TV show about these dudes who like they're Canadian hicks who own a produce stand. See, I'm a big fan of Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, I love it. Like, you need is, to watch. This is they, that, but smarter. But smart. Yeah. I'm yeah, no, no. It's just just the way they talk, and if they're sneaking into your everyday. If you're not life. super stoked about watching something kind of smart, don't watch Letterkenny, but do watch it, please. I always get fucked up when people speak a different language. Right. <laughs> yeah, Canadian is so so hard. It's to a rough one. It's it pretty is. tough. It's yeah. So- the way that they kind of say things real slow just makes me wonder if maybe Canada is like a northern Alabama. I would say that uh-huh. strange brew. Yeah. Fast talk. Canada is very much. Many parts of Canada are very southern United States. I agree. Yeah, totally. They want to pretend they're all smart, fancy pants in their Canadian tuxedos. They try to export their Alex Trebek's over here, thinking that they're smart. Alex Trebek's not smart. He reads off a teleprompter. 
Makes a lot of money, though. Oh, Just because <laughs> you speak like a French Spanglish doesn't necessarily oh, okay. mean you're smart so I got, Franglish. So I got this joke about Jeopardy that I've been doing for like the last like six months to a year, and it's and it's not so funny now that Alex Trebek has stage four cancer. Absolutely <laughs> not. It is not. And when I say it, doesn't people carry are well. fucking mad at me. And the oh, joke tanks real hard because in the joke I call Alex Trebek an asshole. And so, like, right when I get to that part, people were like, just give him a break. He's just, he's dying. And it's like, oh, this joke was real funny before he <laughs> told the world he was dying. So he fucked your joke up. Guess yeah. what? We're <laughs> all dying. And that was a timeless joke, and he ruined it. Was it timeless? Yeah, it was obviously. Time, apparently and not. Apparently. Well, hold on. <laughs> you called him an asshole. What, does he have prostate or colorectal cancer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, it's one of them real bad ones. Yeah, he's got like not a good one that involves the back. No, I think it's, pan- it's pancreatic. pancreatic. Pancreatic? Yeah, he has stage... He's, he's is got, there a good kind of cancer out there? I'm just curious. There could be. The kind that makes your dick big. <laughs> I need that cancer. <laughs> Just various stages of big. No, but the joke essentially is like, uh, do you ever see that video clip? There's a dude where he, the answer to the question is, what is Gangster's Paradise by Coolio? And like, Jeopardy's not for smart people anymore. Like, we've passed that. This is dumb people shit, right? So the guy answers Ding, Gangster's Paradise, and they give him the points. But then, like, a half hour later, or, you know, whatever, they come back and they're like, oh, sorry, sir. It's actually pronounced Gangsta's Paradise. And they took his points away. I'm like, what the fuck, Trebek? Like, dang, dude. Like, don't, he's a white man just doing his best. As good as one can. Yeah, give him the fucking points, you asshole. And then now everyone's like, hey, give him a break. He's got cancer. And it's like, oh, now you're stepping on the other half of my joke. Well, you see, that's when you make a joke about Eric Clapton being an inattentive right. father. Right. Well, and then that one, I still, when I tell it, I got to flinch. I'm worried a white guy's going to punch me. Like, Wait, so, which one? So I got a joke about Eric Clapton. Tell me your Eric Clapton joke. Oh, Eric, I got one. Eric Clapton's the same. It's essentially like the dude's overrated. Like everything that he's famous for, should the credit should go to somebody else. Like every song he's popular for, I Shot the Sheriff, that's Bob Marley. Uh, cocaine, that was J.J. Kale, and the credit should probably go to Cocaine on that one because it's <laughs> fucking great, right? <laughs> and then you got Layla. Well, Layla was written about, about George, George Harrison's, Harrison's wife's pussy, yeah. right? Yeah. So was something in the way she moves. She must be amazing in bed. Those songs are great. And then you're thinking like, oh, Cass, well, he wrote Tears in Heaven. Well, yeah, of course he wrote Tears in Heaven. But only after his son bravely crawled out that window (laughs) to bring you that number one hit song. Do you even know that kid's name? No, you just know the chorus to Tears in Heaven. So, yeah. But hey, he's a good kid. He's probably a great kid. It's a good song. So he's probably a good kid. So I got shit uh, because when I worked at the station, it was, uh, I think it was like the Foo Fighters Learn to Fly. Uh And uh, so that played and and I said, that was the Foo Fighters were learning to fly. Right? It was the fucking whoever it was. He's like, you know who never learned to fly? Eric Clapton's kid. Bam. Bam. People were very, very upset. But I, but I'm, I'm really much along the same same lines with you. Eric Clapton shouldn't get props for being a guitarist for, because he was an inattentive father. I used to have another joke about his fucking ex-wife who was the mother of that kid. Right. Like, okay, so all of all of what I'm about to tell you right now is a lie. And it's and I got to tell you this now because if I don't tell you that right now, you might forget that and which thing, case you might think this is a really fucked up story, right. but it's it's still a lie. So uh, so Eric Clapton's son, Oliver, used to be watched by my mother when we lived in Los Angeles. And Eric Clapton's 
Well, Eric Clapton's baby's mother, Olivia, uh, a Latin woman, hired my mom specifically so that she could bark and yell at a white lady. Okay. It was really fucked. She was a bitch. She was. She would just yell at my mom, just be terrible. She's a fucking cunt. I'm glad they're not together anymore. See, let's stop right there. Her name was Olivia, and then they named their kid Oliver. Who are these people? Assholes. Who did the way what? Oh, Assholes. Yeah, that's not Assholes. Cool. Not at all. Yeah. Oliver and Olivia, no. right? Mm-mm. But yeah, so Olivia used to yell at my mom just because she wanted to yell at, at you know, my mom just to be a bitch. So my mother, and this is this is like the late 80s, early 90s, and my mom is kind of a spiteful bitch as well. She, <laughs> Hi, mom. She, uh, she accidentally, Shout out. She accidentally <laughs> spilled bleach on the carpet in, Getting out in the their apartment. Yeah. yeah, so so my mom had to open the window. Oh, so we're covering up a murder, air quotes, because I saw some air quotes, but it's a murder, air quotes. I'm just saying that maybe little Oliver was an asshole. Maybe he was (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I agree. How do do we know? Runs in the family. Yeah, so if your dad's the kind of guy that writes songs about George Harrison, George Harrison, the guy that introduced the Beatles to yoga, all right, you're talking about singing about that dude's vagina, you're a fucking asshole. That's like the game talking shit about Joe Budden's wife, all right, or Kanye West's wife. Oh, great, you used to fuck Kim Kardashian, that makes you special. Um, <laughs> Joe Budden's wife is hot. Oh yeah, Sin Santana. She's ridiculous. Um, but but she used to, I guess, shack up with with the game, and so the game felt the need uh, to write songs about that. Nobody asked you, motherfucker. So it's like a la Faith Hill, Tupac shit. Not not Faith Hill. Or That's Faith Evans. Faith Faith Evans. Evans. But it'd be oh, yeah. way cooler if it was Faith Hill. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh, God. That'd be so <laughs> Tim McGraw just super pissed. Like, that's my fucking wife. That's my wife. That's my wife. Yeah, what if, what if it was backwards the whole time? And, and Tim McGraw set up Tupac. <laughs> what if it was Tupac the whole time? Wow. Like, what if it was Tim McGraw? Wow. I think we solved it. Yeah. We finally solved it. Solved the Tupac's murder. murder. It was Tim right McGraw. Now. Yeah. Take, <laughs> take that, DJ Vlad. Puff Daddy's off the hook. <laughs> Clearly. No matter what Eminem says. Um. <laughs> that one, everybody was so crazy. That was good. Oh, I enjoyed that. I like when people call people murderers on TV. Instead. I'm always a big fan. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Cass, anything else you want to say before you hit the road? I know you got a long drive back to Anchorage. If you want to go to Anchorage and, and see comedy, you should. Drive there. Go there. Uh, April 2nd through the 7th. Uh, it's going to be fun. Like I said, we're having a big party. So show up drink beer, watch some funnies. Seriously, some of the funniest comics from all over the country, like, these guys are, like, headliners from all over that are just flying here. Like, one girl is, she does a podcast all about the Simpsons called Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. Uh, a lot of, like, guys, like HBO, Netflix, Comedy Central, uh, Up Rocks, all these different places. We got comics from all that shit. So come hang out with me. We're all gonna get drunk and late. That's true. Yeah, everyone's gonna get drunk and late, I promise. So. And she promised you're getting drunk yeah, you can't. I don't know if you've met Mrs. Baker. Um, we are polyamorous, so you're. Everybody, you know. I okay, good. I well, it. shit. Let me let me let me know Mrs. Baker. You know, I'm like fucking. We like to party. Goodbye. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Remember that time I lived on Dave's couch. I remember that. Oh yeah. Damn. Hey, you remember that part? That time my new house was 
Dave's couch. <laughs> because. Just because. <laughs> Alright. That's got a nice bedding color He's got a beard. I'll stroke the beard. Which beard? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Curtains match the drapes and shit. Grooms his butthole. Maybe. Oh, yes. We gotta get over Favorite to right. Great Lane Ganja and Permafrost. Alright, dry safely and uh, and stuff. Alright. And we gotta wait 10 seconds so that we can normalize. Normalize. Great, I guess we're going.